Welcome to the Serie A Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the City A Show. As always, I am joined by Chloe and Nima. Nima's actually running a bit late, so he'll be on in just a few minutes. Um, but Chloe, we have to start with the biggest topic. Uh, we have a genuine title race here between three sides after Lazio defeat Inter, yeah? Absolutely. You know, I don't think any of us said that Lazio were real, real title contenders, but they've they've just slowly kept winning and um, it was obviously going to be a crunch weekend because Juve had a slightly easier fixture versus Brescia and they were, you know, they were going to benefit in one way or another because not because um, both Lazio and Inter, they couldn't both win because they were playing each other. Um, and, you know, it for, for a neutral, it was a, a great game versus uh, Lazio versus Inter, but I, I can't imagine that Nima will be too happy with the outcome really (laughs) (laughs) no it it, it, it's interesting because I think there are there are various moments throughout the season where we can point to Lazio and you can find genuine weaknesses uh Roma the 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 derby for instance against Roma uh they were absolutely dreadful they were so lucky to leave that one with a point in the Europa League they were terrible it's so crazy to me that think they are going on this run if you had to put your finger on just one thing, what is it? Because I think there are various things you could point to. For me, don't you think it has to be at least in some part due to the consistency? Because they have Inzaghi there, the major- or the or not the majority, but the the main core of players who are the most important: uh, Luis Alberto, Immobile, um, Milinkovic Savic. They've been there for quite some time, and they've managed to keep the or the the main core of this team together. Do you think that is playing the biggest part in all this? Or do you think this is um, perhaps it's, you know what, they got knocked out of the Europa League. They're playing one match per week. They got knocked out of the Coppa Italia. Um, They get a week's rest. They have one competition to focus on, and that's a huge leg up versus their other two opponents for the Scudetto. I mean, what is, it's so difficult to pinpoint where their success, what, what is at the heart of it. Yeah, it, it is. And I think I think it's a combination of factors. And I think the biggest one of those is the one that you mentioned, that they are the only side in that title race that have settled both a lineup and the coach. Um, because obviously Juve have undergone big changes this season. Um, and Inter, obviously it's a change for the better, um, bringing in Antonio Conte, but that... That too is a, is a change, and I think that he uh, hasn't had enough time probably to get the kind of consistency of results that he would like. And and Inzaghi's got the advantage over both of them uh, in the way that he has his settled system; he doesn't change formation. Uh, he has a, a settled players, and previous times they've they've had flashes of. Of brilliance, they've destroyed teams uh, the last couple of seasons, but they've not been able to win every week, uh, and they've crumbled. And I think um, in those two seasons, you could look to the fact that they were um, in the Europa League and the Coppa Italia. I mean, last season they they won that competition and got right to the end of it. But now, um, you know, now they're they're really 
coming into their own and and I think it's because like you say they've got that one competition to focus on uh, and he's managed to keep the likes of Milinkovic Savic and and they're really all beginning to shine at once so I think it's it's a case of everything's coming together perfectly for Lazio and uh, uh, you know we're seeing the result of that and uh, uh, not like we said none of us predicted it. How much do you play in part though of the one competition because I, I do think that is a huge advantage over the two. Um, in my opinion, I would say where Lazio lack versus their two counterparts in this title race, I think we would all agree the depth is probably the biggest factor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the, and that if they've not got that depth, the fact that they're not playing every few days really does help, doesn't it? Because I guess you could point to that as to why they fell away at, at the end in, in the last couple of seasons when when essentially it's it's pretty much the same squad. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think that is such a huge advantage that people really uh, maybe are underestimating a bit. Um, and Nima has just joined us. So Nima, we are uh, unfortunately starting on a uh, unfortunate <laughs> no for you, but Inter, they lose to Lazio. You are on record. We just have to give you some stick. All of us say some things that come back and bite us. <laughs> you, you tweeted out that uh, Lazio are no way contenders. They're not. Uh oh. They're not. They're not. I mean, it's the thing is, it's it's what day twenty four. There's fourteen days left. It's forty six points left to play for. Um, they're not contenders. They're going to. They're contenders for the Champions League. I tweeted out saying that they are contenders to for the Champions League spot, and I and I agree with that. Um, do I think that they will fight with the Scudetto past day 30, 31? Absolutely not. Um, do I think they will finish in the top three? Absolutely yes. So I, 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 there's nothing. Nothing has changed here. What we the only thing we're seeing here is that Lazio are very good. They're extremely good. Uh, they've uh, that Simone Inzaghi is showing off what we've all said on this show previously that he is the next Italian super coach. This is his masterpiece, I'd say. Um, that Ilitare and Lotito, who get a lot of stick, have built a fantastic team. But uh, going from that to to winning the Serie A, no. All right. Well, what, why do you say that? What what is it? Because we've Chloe and I before you just hopped on. We were pointing out some things that maybe worried us about them. Uh, the thing I pointed to was their their lack of depth. Um, I, I think they're like uh, Roma in the sense where generally when they have their best 11, they're extremely good. But I think if you remove a couple of those pieces, we could see them crumble a bit. Now, fortunately for them, that hasn't happened. But why, why, why do you say they're not why, why do you say they're not contenders for the title? Because exactly of what you said, um, their first starting lineup, their first 11, or I'd even go further and say that their first 12, 13, uh, they have about 13 players that are of very high quality, uh, but you can't go through a season only playing uh, with 13 players. Um, and, and they've, you know, they've, uh, I, I don't, you know, there's going to be suspensions, there's going to be injuries. Um, and based on that, I mean, just on the balance of probabilities, uh, it's it's not going to go all the way because Juventus and Inter have much bigger depth in, in their squads. Um, Juventus, for sure, no doubt in my mind that Juventus have it for have a have a bigger squad. Um, I, I mean, I don't think anyone, I don't even think that's up for debate. But um, that doesn't take anything away from Lazio. I think um, 
I, I, that's that's where this kind of becomes a little bit uh, it becomes a little bit uh, weird because I don't think that Lazio you know what they've done is simply fantastic. I don't think anyone can take that away from them. Um, I did not. I, I mean, I, I thought they were going to finish fifth, uh, that they were going to fight for the Champions League spots, but I wasn't sure if they were going to make it or not. And they they're definitely making the Champions League now. Uh, and that is in and of itself completely amazing because they don't they I mean they, they their their budget and the budget they've had to buy players for is is nothing compared to the other two teams. Um, so I think we should give credit where credit is due, and they play some amazing football. I think this new Metzala role that Sergei Milinkovic Savic has got, Luis Alberto, who I praise to no end, Ciro Immobile, Acerbi, you know these are Lazzari. These are these are fantastic world class players in my opinion. I honestly think they are world class. I think Acerbi. Has been the best central defender in the Serie A, without a doubt. Uh, Luis Alberto is is leading the assist uh, is, is 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 leading the assist chart in the Serie A, and he's been absolutely fantastic. Chiuri Mobile scores more than he plays games, so you know all of that is you know they're top three team, but they're not going to challenge for the Scudetto, which is going to be Juventus' title to win, and Inter are going to finish second. I, I honestly believe that. I think I think as well the the fact that Lazio won that game for from a neutral perspective um it keeps the interest going for longer if if Inter had won that game you could probably discount Lazio for the for the reasons that Nima suggested that injuries it, you know if one of their key players gets an injury they they are really stuck really and and if 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 they'd lost that game, there'd be too much ground to cover. But the fact that they won keeps all three sides in it, and and it's it's continuing to look so so interesting, much more interesting than than in the recent past. So uh, obviously, Nemo will be disappointed that they lost, and I think um, you know it, it was a great game, and Inter really gave a good account of themselves. I think they were unlucky to lose, but maybe Lazio just shaded it slightly. Um, I think they were better. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be completely honest. I think they were better. I think Lazio were better than Inter. And Inter, uh, one of the aspects that really annoyed me with Inter was the fact that Antonio Conte, you know, ever since he took over, he's talking about that with intensity and power and and movement and, uh, you know, uh, all that stuff is supposed to be how Inter win games. But Ever since the derby, Inter have started the games very passively. They've been defending far too deep. And we saw the same thing now against the Lazio. They, and they did the same thing against Napoli and the Coppa Italia. It, you know, there's a disconnect there. I mean, if you, if they did not approach the game the way they have so far during these uh, during the season. And and that is that is entirely up to, you know, down to Conte. Sure, you have to respect your opponent, but... If you if you go if you play like that like the way that Inter did away against Barcelona, I mean then you then why are you then why are you chickening out and playing defensively against Lazio? I don't I don't think anyone in their right mind could suggest that Lazio are better than Barcelona, are they? I mean it, it just it just sends the wrong signals and 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 I think Inter approached it completely wrong uh, and I think Lazio deserved to win their game win the game. There's no doubt in my mind about that. All right, can you explain what Conte is doing? with Ericsson because I do not understand it. 
I don't think I think he's doing what you know. He, he, in his mind, it's coherent, but then again, he's insane. So <laughs> I, I, I don't. I have no idea how this mind's work. Mind this man's mind works. I mean, he's he, he's not. You know, he he doesn't he, he doesn't use the same logic as the rest of us do. He, you know, he comes out and says that. Well, I guess you can. I guess you can say there is a little bit of coherence. He says that you know I usually don't play players uh, that haven't trained with me and know what I ask of them. And therefore, uh, the same goes with Ericsson, but I was forced to play him so much in the beginning, and that's why I did it. Uh, he wants him to understand what, uh, you know, what he wants him to do, and he doesn't feel that Ericsson does that, and he says it's going to take time, and until it ta- as long as it takes, he'll, you know, he- he'll get him to do, you know, he'll, he'll bench him uh, other than that. Uh, so, but, but yeah, but this is Conte. This is what he does. You know, he, he whines when he gets what he wants. He whines when he doesn't get what he wants. This is this is Conte. This is nothing new under the sun. He's done it all the time and throughout his career up until this point. It's interesting, Nima, that you mentioned with his lineups the the words chickening out. Um, I think that a big thing with Conte, and I'm not sure how many people pick it up or notice it, is that for all his bluster and his um, his manner in the way that he he comes across as like this kind of scary fierce guy who doesn't take any prisoners and I but I think underneath it there is sometimes a lack of confidence and and I think that's why you know we saw it when he was coach of Italy that he went with players that he knows and that he can work with rather than the players who technically are the best players and you know it's interesting that you you kind of picked up on that too. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely did, and and it's it's because it's such a disconnect between what he said in, in, uh, earlier in the season. I mean, Inter went against uh, went to the Camp Nou, and really took the game to Barcelona in that first game. Uh, if you guys remember in the Champions League, this was not the same approach that we saw against Lazio. It was a completely different uh, a different approach. It was a much more careful and 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 almost scared approach. Whilst against Barcelona. Away, they went there to, to to you know to physically outrun, outforce, outthink, and outplay Barcelona. Um, that's what I expected him to see, uh, especially after the way it completely exploded in his face in the derby when he was so passive. The the the, the way that Inter approached that game was so so passive and scared, and they were defending so deep, and, and Milan just walked all over them. You think that you know he'd get like a wake up call and, and return back to how they played up until this point, but it seems it's the other way around. It seems that this is the development and the evolution that he's had at Inter is that he's gone from a you know, from playing ag- aggressive and high intensity to being passive, that that makes Inter a sitting duck. You know, that was the problem that Inter had during Spalletti a lot of the time that they couldn't make their posi- they couldn't make it pay, and they they were a little bit too reactive as opposed to active. And that that you know, I don't understand what's going on here. Um, because that it goes, it goes. It's completely contradictory to everything he said and done up until this point. Um, I, I really don't understand what, what what what's going on. And there, I think he has to answer these things. Um, and but I mean, going back to to the Lazio game again, I think Lazio fully deserved to win their win their game. Uh, I you know they won fair and square. It's not it's not their fault that Conte was was too was too reaction it was too was chickened out and the fact that Gianluca Rocchi a clown was officiating again and this is you know he's ruined games for the past. 
12 years. There's nothing new. The sooner, you know, I also tweeted out the sooner this guy retires, the happiest day for Italian football in a long while because the incompetence that this man puts out is just, oh my God. And I say incompetence because in the first 20 minutes of that first half, he missed four clear bookings. Candreva should have been yellow carded for that handball. Uh, there were a couple of challenges the Lazio did. I mean, it was, it was, he was just awful. And then he pulls up that penalty out of his rectum and it's just game over. And, and it's just, it's just, I'm tired of him. I'm really tired of Gianluca Rocchi. I'm really exhausted of him. Oh, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally, I, I completely get it. Um, let's move on though, because Atalanta, I mean, has there been a more exciting time for them than these last, like, five days? Because they beat Roma, and then in the Champions League, I mean, if we want to discuss a dismantling, that was a proper dismantling of Valencia at the hands of Gasparini's men. I, guys, I, I I could believe that, I because they should have had another goal or two to their name. I thought four to one was actually flattering to Valencia because they were so outmatched. It, it, it looked like a city a B side or a, a city a Chi side against Atalanta. I, they were so far superior. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And everybody, and here's the thing: we all watch the Syria on a consistent basis. So when you get these people who are watching for the first time, they go, oh my God, Atalanta is so underrated. Look at this team they put together. Josep Ilicic, <laughs> one of the most underrated players in all of Europe. It's like, no, no, he's not. He's not underrated. He's pretty much rated by every single person <laughs> who watches Serie A. On, you, you don't even have to watch it on a consistent basis. If you've watched Atalanta more than once this season, you properly rate Josep Ilicic. So that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves when you have instances like this. Well, um, people watch one game and in the Champions League of Atalanta and suddenly they're an expert. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And, and then they're coming up with how much Atalanta, what their wage bill is, what the transfer fees that they paid for all these players are. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, this <laughs> team was, this club was in Serie B and they've been a yo-yo club for the last decade. Like, yeah, I mean, what do, what do you From expect? A budget history. like... I, yeah, I, I mean, do you expect a budget similar to Juve? I, I mean, what world are we living in? Let's pay attention here. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Let's chill with the hot takes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, yeah. it's 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 a bit ridiculous. And 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 Ata, but the thing is with Atalanta that it really frustrates me because I thought they were really good yesterday against uh, Valencia. But what really pissed me off to no end is because is is how even though they're four nil up, even though they're four one up, it feels like the the they haven't won the game they could still end up drawing it 4-4. And this is what annoys me with Gasparini, is the fact that when you're 4-0 up, you should be able to play in a way to close the game up. Yeah, shut up shop. Shut, yeah, shut up shop. It shouldn't oh, no, be he doesn't do shut, shut up shop. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> the door is always open. Come in and well, what you want. Well, well, yeah, exactly. Manchester City realized that, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's kind of frustrating because I think with the attacking prowess they have and with the with the talent they have, they could go really, really far and they're going to throw it away because of some ridiculous ideological debate that this guy wants to prove to someone, God knows who. And I think it's just so, so, so sad that he, that he, that he does this because it's just, you know, they, they could have done so much better. Do you not think, though, that sometimes when a team is so, so good in attack, I mean, they're, they're better than, in, in attacking-wise, they're better than 
any of the top three we've just been discussing that that you can't sort of it's almost like you can't have the attack without not being great defensively because they are so attacking it's like but, it's hard to but I'm, talk, I'm, talk, I'm talking about when you take off Caldara and put on Duvan Zapata when you're 4-0 up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that whole philosophy. It's that whole, we don't give a shit, we're just going to go for it, that, that makes them so, so dangerous in attack. I'm just saying, why not moderation? That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Everything is moderation. Like, I agree with what you're saying. I think you're absolutely right. That is his philosophy. That is his ideology. And he should go with it. But Caldara offers Duvan Zapata. I mean, <laughs> you're I mean, it's like it's like when you're it's like when you're playing a video game against like a six year old and you're trying to teach them at FIFA. Look, no, CB stands for central back, central defender, central back. CF is central forward. Those two should, you know, like it, it becomes like at that level, and it becomes like it's just it's just I just found it really frustrating because I I wanted them to win and I want and I tweeted it out yesterday. I hope they win the whole damn Champions League. I think it would be absolutely amazing if they pulled off one of the greatest upsets of all time and went to the final or semi-final or even won the whole thing it's not going to happen it's not likely but if it but if it happened it would be amazing and one of the ways they have to, to you know that they can go all the way is to not make these insane gung-ho you know kamikaze type performances where they have 11 strikers on the pitch <laughs> like it, it, it's like zeman on steroids that's all i'm saying yeah yeah i mean to 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 even get that result, though, against Valencia, I mean, Valencia are a team that we've seen in the Champions League on and off since the beginning of the tournament. They're they're quite ex- an experienced Champions League side. And for Atalanta, who have never, ever been in the competition before, to, to have even, you know, disregarding the fact that they should have shut up shop, you know, that they've even managed to do that is crazy. It's just, you know... Um, the only thing that I sort of didn't think before the game, but af- after the game, is that I'm I never watched La Liga. I don't I don't enjoy Spanish football really at all. But when you watch like a, a highlights uh, package of the goals, you can see some very very suspect defending on show there. Um, it's it's not like it's not like Italy and and to face it. A side like Atalanta m- must have been a-, a crazy prospect for them when, you know, the- the- normally the defence is just not solid, <laughs> you know? Uh, I think I that, that was maybe, maybe it was better for Atalanta to face a Spanish side in that respect than a German or an English side. Mm, that's That's a fair point. I think you're right. I think that's a very fair point. And in fairness to Nemo, when, <laughs> when Valencia got that one goal... A part of me, or a, a quick thought, came into my mind. I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> that's going to be it, isn't it? It's going to be that one yeah, that yeah, ultimately yeah. dooms yeah. them." Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they they are like almost like suicidal tactics, but <laughs> it's them. It's it's Zeman. It's Ze- and, and it's Zeman on steroids, and I don't understand why because. I, I understand his philosophy and I think he should stick to it. But for goodness sakes, when you're 4 0 off, you don't take a cent. You're like, why would you take a central defender off? <laughs> like, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I completely agree. <laughs> That's what my, I was just sitting there going, Come I'm still on. That really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I agree. He has to show some moderation. Um, before, before we go, though, 
Let's just discuss real briefly what's coming up this weekend. We have Brescia, Napoli, Spal, Juve, Fiorentina, Milan, which I would say is probably the highlight match of the weekend. Genoa, Lazio, Verona, Cagliari, uh, Roma, Lecce, and then Inter, Sampdoria. Chloe, let's discuss Fiorentina, Milan, because this Milan really have turned things around, right? So I, I would assume you're feeling a little uneasy about this one? Yeah, I think that... We said that after the the derby match that there were enough positive signs on show there to to indicate that they weren't just going to collapse in the next match after after that sort of real heartbreak against Inter and and they didn't and you know okay Torino are struggling this season but they've got back to winning ways and I and I think that's really important for them. Um, However, Fiorentina did pull off a very impressive win over Samp away from very, home. Very, very. Um, and I think it, it could be a case that after all this time, they sort of finally unlocking the the potential they have in the squad, and 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 to to have a confidence boost like that was was amazing for them. So I think it will be a really interesting game. Obviously. Um, Pioli is returning to Florence, where he's absolutely adored and loved. So it'll be interesting from that point of view. But to see two teams who've kind of struggled this season and, and are steadily improving face off against each other will be really, really good. Yeah, Fiorentina is, is is. I'm really looking forward to that because I think Milan are playing so are playing are behaving like a big team, like a big. They have they're, they're starting to have a big club mentality in the way that they take on their games, and Fiorentina have played some great attacking football recently. Even even again with the game they lost against Atalanta, I thought they were phenomenal, uh, for long stretches of that game. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. But I'm also really really looking forward to. Um, to uh, Hellas Verona Cagliari, um, I think that could be that could be quite an insane game as well. Uh, Hellas, who who have played some really good football and uh, uh, you know beating Juventus not so long ago, and and also Cagliari, who have been a little bit out of form, but I think are are really looking to to come on again. And I also want to see if um, what what Roma, if they're ever oh, going to wake Diana, up. Oh, you said it. <laughs> no, I, I really, <laughs> No, because I mean, Lecce, Lecce are you know. The, the, I think one thing that Antonio Conte, I think we've been we've been saying it for quite a long time here now, that we think you know that the level of the Serie A has increased. It's a much better league than it was before. The bottom teams are much better than they have been previous years, and Lecce is one of those teams. They play really good football. Livrani has got them playing some damn interesting football, and they and they're starting to win games as well. And and he should Roma. absolutely be poached in the summer by a big club. By the way, they are. Mm. With the lack of um, the lack of resources that they have, in my opinion, right next to Verona, they are one of the most organized sides in the entire league. Absolutely, yeah, agreed. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And and they play and and the fluidity with which they attack and this Mancozu and is is, is is he's such a joy to watch. And then they have Falco who doesn't have a. I don't know what he has. That that's not a left foot. That's a that's a cannon. He's he's walking around with like these these blasts, the rockets that he fires off. No, it's it's a really interesting side. And it, 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 it but they're on a three so match well, win streak. I mean, they've beaten yeah. Torino, Napoli, and Spal. I mean, that's yeah. that's not a bad that's, spell. 
No, it's not. And I think that if Roma, Roma need to watch out, they need to bring their A game into this game. Um, and and I'm worried because I I really believed in in this in in this Fonseca project, and I and I and I thought they were you know I tipped them to be finished fourth to go to the Champions League, and I I didn't think that they were the, because it's it's starting to look like a collapse, and we know John, you know better than anyone when things collapse at Roma, they things can very quickly spiral out of control. Yeah, it's never a. Um... It's never an easy, just a you know, a small little collapse, like a little, no. like a tower of blocks. It's atomic bomb like. Yeah, uh, exactly. it is never. Yeah, it is never uh, just a very straightforward. Oops, bad season. It, it it's usually things implode. So, but do you think? I wanted to ask you. Don't you think that this this notion that, that this kind of coincides at the same time? This collapse don't coincides. Say it. No, don't yeah, say no, it. it. No, no it not. doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't. It does. No, because Zero. It Zero. No, it does. It does. If, I, if, if I talk about a completely parallel experience that has nothing to do with Roma, but <laughs> <laughs> last season, if you if you look at Fiorentina when they nearly got relegated and they were just awful, it was when their takeover was going through. Yeah. Now, this is unrelated to Roma and it doesn't, you know, <laughs> it doesn't have anything to I do mean, with I it. I mean, I just... I just remember Inter at the same time. Like the yeah. you know owner, ownership changes are huge, big deal. Like these are big deals because everything is like it's an upheaval. You have a completely new new structure coming in place, and I think, and this this has to have an effect on it. And and I think it's difficult for a coach who's spending his first team first year in his career as a coach in Italy. You know, Inter had Mazzari. He's the crankiest human being on earth. You know, you call him Cazzari, which I think just sums him up perfectly. And 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 he was able to protect the team that way Fiorentina were struggling because they had you know they, they almost got relegated when that happened so I, I don't think we should you know sweep this under the rug too much don't you think like uh no I'm going to sweep it under under the rug <laughs> because Roma have they, not it. <laughs> they've had meltdowns before even when the ownership situation was completely in place they had the manager in place <laughs> So, so Roma can do it all by themselves. They don't need the takeover. Yeah, they, right. don't they, they don't need any. They, they don't need any excuse. It, it's, they don't need help. Yeah, they're they're okay. fully capable of melting down on their own. But before we go, I got to say, and I think I speak for Chloe and myself too. Your coverage of this Friedkin takeover has been absolutely world class. Yeah, I think agreed. Oh well, thank you. We thank should you. Be, we should be absolutely applauded for that. It's amazing what you've been doing. Well, by the time we. Uh, Next week when we record, if it's Wednesday or Thursday, I may be in Houston to uh, see through the entire thing. Um, so if anybody listening here is uh, Houston-based, um, let me uh, send me a message on Twitter or something because I have no idea what there is to do in Houston, admittedly. I don't think I – I think I've been to Texas once in my life. Um, but, yeah, Roma, the, 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 the deal will be closed in Houston uh, starting next week. So, are yeah, you, thank you. Are you, you. going to do some sort of live in Houston? It's just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we will be doing that uh, <laughs> without question. I think the Americans around there, when I show up with – this little small convoy of Italians who aren't speaking any English. They might be a bit <laughs> confused as to why I'm standing outside the freaking group's headquarters with, um, with, with a glass of wine and various photographers and videographers. But um, if you're listening to this in your Houston base, please um, feel free to join up with us. We, we will be, uh, yeah, next week, we will be camped outside the freaking group in, uh, in Houston. So 
look forward to seeing anybody if uh because I know of our millions of listeners, um, there has to be at least <laughs> one who lives in Houston. So yeah. next time you hear us, I may be in Texas. Uh, Roma may be in full meltdown. They may be getting a new owner. So I basically look at this as Armageddon for the next week. So Yeah, I hear you. I hear okay. You. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so, so much for listening, and we will talk to you after the weekend. Bye-bye.